We have got uh, 92.9 The Games. Chris Goforth, a man of many hats, but tonight he'll be one of the anchors covering the Atlanta Falcons draft uh, down there in Atlanta. And, uh, Chris, welcome back to the Sport Talk. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man, great. What's going on with you guys? A man man of many hats, but I've never seen him wear one. (laughs) Hmm. That's a good point. He's not a. Are you? You're you gotta not hear a, this good, Joe. You don't cover this. Though. You're damn right. That main, woo. That main smoking. Chris, you're Beautiful. all over this stuff, and I know you know uh, it being you being on the air down there tonight. Uh, this draft news is crazy, but the latest thing just happening here a minute ago, Joe. Uh, tell yeah. the listeners and Chris if you haven't heard this, you probably have. But and I've seen this through multiple sources. But reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers. And this is according to Adam Schefter. Is uh, Aaron Rodgers is so disgruntled with the Green Bay Packers that he has told someone within the organization that he does not want to return to the team. League and team sources told uh, Schefter today, uh, obviously this is making its rounds on social media, so if that holds true, what a huge, what huge, huge news, especially today. Is that going to change things? They can't turn it, that's not, you can't turn it around that quickly, can you? I mean, a possible trade with Rodgers... Within hours, within, within of the hours, draft. you can't do that. Chris, your thoughts? Uh, well, supposedly, uh, according to what Jay Glazer from Fox put out earlier today, that the 49ers had inquired about him last night. Mm-hmm. 49ers mm-hmm. were willing to give them the number three pick, uh, plus Jimmy Garoppolo, and um, you know who know who knows what else. Wow. Uh, Maybe the maybe the Golden Gate Bridge or you know, the, the Tanner family from Full House, whatever else they can, whatever else they can throw in in San Francisco. Alcatraz didn't do anything to... nowadays, so uh, throw it in the Alcatraz too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, a free tour of Alcatraz. There's, uh, but no, I mean that. You know, that seems to be the place that makes the most sense for him because he is a, uh, you know, he's a California San Francisco guy. kid, yeah. so to speak. That was his team growing up. So, um, you know, uh, maybe it could happen. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, their GM in, in um, Green Bay seems to be saying all the right things about, you know, he's our guy. We're, you know, we, we plan to have a deal done before the season starts and all that kind of stuff. But you also got to wonder, too, I mean, he's kind of um, – I mean, I guess he's got his sights set on being the new host of Jeopardy, <laughs> and that maybe he wouldn't rather be on the West Coast somewhere. Sure. Uh, and if that's the case, I mean, you know, it looks like the Chargers have got a good young quarterback. The Rams just made a trade to get a veteran guy. Um, so that would, for the most part, leave, uh, you know, San Francisco – if you're talking about teams on the West Coast, or at least teams in the state of California, again, it comes back to the San Francisco being the one that makes the most sense. Well, for the record, I thought he did a pretty good job of hosting Jeopardy, actually. But he's still got some football in the tank. So I guarantee you this is what you guys will be talking about in Atlanta because it, it seemed like, oh, this is just going to be chalk. No telling where, how far it goes down that it's chalk and everybody has the same thing. No, sir. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be uh, the, the Zach Wilson to the Jets. That's what pretty much everybody right. projects. And then Who all knows? bets are off. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, this draft starts at three. I mean, that's really where it starts with the 49ers at three. And I think depending on what San Francisco does at three, um, I, I guess the if you believe what's been out there in the last 24 hours is they are leaning towards um, 
taking Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Um, so I know uh, one of the betting sites in Vegas has uh, made um, has increased the odds that uh, that it is Trey Lance that ends up going third. So take whatever you want out of that. But I guess right now that's the way it looks. And then, you know, we'll see what the Falcons do. I don't know that anybody really knows what Arthur Smith thinks about Matt Ryan or how he feels about Matt Ryan going forward. I think that's probably going to determine um, who the Falcons take at, at number four. I think it is uh, also uh, maybe a little bit determined by – what San Francisco does. I think the Falcons fully understand if, if there is that quarterback that they want, if that guy goes to San Francisco at three, I don't think the Falcons are going to just up and take a, um, I don't think they're just going to up and take a quarterback to take a quarterback. Who do you, I think they're going to have to have the guy they want. So who do you think is the guy that they want? I mean, everybody's projecting Kyle Pitts, uh, tight end slash wide receiver. And trust me, I don't think that's going to be a bad pick for whoever gets him. I think he's a, uh, well, he hadn't even played a snap, but I'll say it. I think he's certainly a candidate for the Pro Football Hall of Fame when his career will be done. So do you go athletic, or do you, who do you think the quarterback uh, that they would be targeting is? And I know nobody knows. you got new GM, new head coach. Uh, so if you're, if you're Matty Ice, you got to be a little worried that, hey, maybe they might move on from me. Or do we go get another target to put with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Julio Jones and, and the other receiver, Calvin Ridley? Well, so the pick that makes the most football sense, is Penny Sewell, the left tackle out of Oregon. Matt Ryan's been sacked 133 times the last three years. That's not sexy, though. <laughs> so, well, but again, you, you draft a guy that I think could be a, you know, a, I mean, he's he's Jackie Slater, Orlando Pace level, that you draft a guy, you plug him in, and your offensive line, at least at left tackle, is going to be set for the next decade with a guy that, I think it end up being a perennial all pro. Uh, now, I think that that's the that makes the most football sense. Uh, does Kyle Pitts make sense? Yeah, I think. And, and Kyle Pitts, honestly, right now, Kyle Pitts may be the favorite. All right, he may be the he may be the betting favorite right now for the direction that the uh, that the Falcons go. I mean, you're talking about a guy that. You know, six five, six six, about two thirty five. Runs, you know, four three, four four type stuff. He reminds me, uh, Joe. I think to draw a comparison of that uh, the guy from uh, from Georgia Tech that's with the Raiders now, Waller. Yeah, Darren Waller. Uh, Darren Waller. That's. Uh, I think he's got that kind of skill set. They, they, you know, they call him a tight end. I don't think that guy lines up tight to the line of scrimmage at all in the NFL. I think he lines up split out wide. Uh, probably 90 to 95% of the time. Um, I don't know that he's a willing blocker. I don't know that he wants to block anybody. I think he wants to go, and you're going to pay him not to block. You're going to go pay him to catch the ball. So I think that's an option. I had thought earlier that the Falcons may look at trading down and trying to accumulate more draft picks, not necessarily in 21, but maybe in 22. The longer this thing has gone on, the less and less likely that I feel that they trade down. Now, as far as the quarterback stuff goes, uh, I know from talking with the guy that is the beat writer for North Dakota State that the Falcons have had many, many conversations uh, and lengthy conversations with Trey Lance. 
They've also had a lot of lengthy conversations with the coaching staff at North Dakota State about Trey Lance. I think it would be either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Now, where they have those two guys picked, uh, who they have ranked ahead of the other, I don't know. I think there's question marks about both. Trey Lance has only played about 17 games at North Dakota State at an FCS-level school. That, to me, is a red flag. And in Justin Fields, yeah, he's, he's an unbelievable athlete, but you're also talking about a guy that in that offense, you're only asking him to read one half of the field. You're telling him what side of the field the play is going to, and then he's making one read and throwing the football. He's not like in an NFL offense where you've got to set up and you've got to be able to read the whole field, and you may have three or four different or five different options depending on what the play is uh, as to where you go with the football. He's not re- He hasn't read that stuff yet uh, in college the way he's going to have to do it in the NFL. Well, so I think that's your red flag on Justin Fields. And going back to Trey Lance, uh, you know, he, like you mentioned, the, the small sample size that you have, and his last outing in the fall was just one game, and he was like 15 of 30 against Central Arkansas. I mean, that ain't the Green Bay Packers defense or whoever you want to throw in there. But it's still interesting because how much of the upside do they believe he's got, you know? So what are the – and we're going to – and this whole thing to me is just going to be fascinating tonight. I mean, there's going to be so many moving parts. It's going to blow – as long as the Steelers end up with Najee Harris, I'll be happy. But that's a side note. <laughs> that's a side note. Um, so what are the other – not necessarily for the number one pick but what or the first-round pick, but what are some of the other weaknesses Atlanta has that they want to try and shore up here in this uh, draft in the next three days? Well, the biggest weakness for this franchise has been, and and it's been this way now, honestly, really, it's been this way since John Abraham left, and that is a pass rusher. Now, what is missing in this draft, if there's one area of this draft that I think is is weak, it's the pass rushers. I think there's some depth there, but in terms of getting an impact guy, I don't see that. There's not a Chase Young in this draft, so... The edge rusher becomes a, you know, that's going to be something that they're going to address. It's just a matter of how early, you know, do they go second round with that? Do they go third round with that? They've had a complete turnover now in their secondary for the most part. So they're going to be looking at both safety and corner. Uh, corner especially, I think there's some really good value guys, contributor guys that you're going to be able to get in round three or round four in this draft that could come in and help. And, Going into this, I really thought prior to free agency that the Falcons might go running back in round two uh, and maybe take one of those two guys out of North Carolina. Now that I've seen what they've done in getting Mike Davis, sounds like they're going to use Cordero Patterson a lot as a running back. I still think they go running back at some point, but that's probably not going to come before Saturday. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, You know, with the Falcons, uh, do you think they would actually trade Julio Jones? I mean, I understand he's 32. I understand he's been beat up. I understand he, him and Matt Ryan, the face of the franchise, too. And those rumors are floated out there. And we all know this week, really this month, but this week specifically is smokescreen week in the NFL. You can't mm-hmm. believe anything you read or hear or see. So what's right. your thoughts on Julio Jones, who has given a, a, a career to the Atlanta Falcons? Well, Here's what I can – here's – you know, let's let's just go with what we know. Here's, here's what we know. Falcons have cap issues. 
they went in, they reworked the cap, uh, the salary with Matt Ryan to be able to give them a little more cap space. They haven't touched Julio Jones, and they haven't touched Grady Jarrett yet, which are the other two big contracts um, that they would you would think they're going to need to to work those deals out, the the cap out, in order to be able to have enough room. Falcons just recently, as I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they didn't even have enough cap space at that time to be able to sign all of their draft picks. Wow. So (laughs) that's an issue. Given what this cap situation is, there's going to have to be some tough decisions to be made. And, And I know a lot of people say, well, you know, Julio's this and, Yes, he's an all-pro, and yes, he's been incredible, and yes, he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. But at the end of the day, this is still a business, and there's going to have to be some business decisions that are going to have to be made. I'm glad I'm not the guy that has to make that decision. I think it becomes a little bit easier with the emergence of Calvin Ridley last year. Russell Gage really stepped up. It wouldn't surprise me if they end up taking Kyle Pitts in that fourth pick that we don't see in the next 48 hours a, a trade of Julio Jones somewhere. If, as you said, Scott, a 30-plus-year-old wide receiver that you know missed, what, 10 games last year, nine games last year because he had a bad hamstring. So who's going to be willing to take on that contract? Um, you know, I had heard early on in the offseason that, you know, Baltimore might have uh, an interest in him. But one thing about Julio is he is a really good guy. Very good guy. He's really good in the clubhouse. Uh, He is really good to the younger guys on the team um, where he'll pull a guy over during practice and go, hey, do it this way. Step with this foot. Use your body this way. Um so I think he, for a for a team with a young receiving core, you know, Julio would be a great guy to come in because he is a uh, he is a great football player, yes. But I think he's a from everything that I know of him, he's a first class human being too. You know, and that doesn't surprise me one bit. He just looks that guy. He looks like the part of that guy, a professional athlete yeah. who's doing it professionally, and the fact that he can pass on his craft to uh, the younger professional athletes coming into the league. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you go down and, and watch uh, practice at, at Flowery Branch, especially during preseason camp. I mean, he's, it doesn't matter whether you're a drafted guy, an undrafted guy. I mean, he's but, – but Roddy White was the same way, and I think that's a lot of where Julio gets that from is from, from being around Roddy White because that's kind of the way Roddy handled his business back then was, come here, let me show you how to do this. And now let me show you – I'm going to set the example of how you be a pro – away from the field you've never heard anything about julio guy's never been arrested he's never been in trouble he doesn't run with he doesn't run with a rough crowd um he's pretty much a homebody you know he's got his kids and and his wife and so he you know he goes home and and plays dad i I think Uh, you're the you're the you're you're the you're the roddy white to uh myself and quake chris just just so you know that (laughs) the mentor yeah Oh yeah, I mean, I often I ask myself often, 
what would Cowboy Joe do in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> and then do the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 So for folks in North Georgia, you can pick up 92.9 The Game somewhat, uh, Ringgold South, but tell, tell Falcons fans how they can listen to the uh, Falcon flagship station coverage of the draft tonight if they can listen online or stream some, somewhere. How do they do that? Yeah, the easiest thing to do is, is just use the Odyssey app, spelled A-U-D-I-C-Y. I don't know. It's something new. The Odyssey app, um, once you download that, you can just search 92.9 The Game, and you can find it. Our uh, draft coverage starts at 6, and it will go through, um, I think I'm there from 6 to 8. And then after that, um, it's um, West Durham and, and Dave Archer that do the uh, – Falcons broadcast, Wes and, and Arch are um, there in to take it the rest of the way through the uh, through the first round. Good deal, man. I'll be listening when I get uh, into Ringgold tonight on the way home. All right, man. Appreciate you guys. Sound good. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate Thanks, Chris. the time, man. Chris Goforth, of course, uh, Mox, ESPN Plus, uh, our Friday Night Rivals, high school football, does a little bit of everything.